Hey pal and welcome back to episode number six of this mini series. I don't even, I've lost track of what bloody number episode I'm on in total. Um, I don't know if that told you anything. <laughs> but it's the insight into the sixth and final week of the e-commerce accelerator, which if you are listening to this on the day that this goes live, then you only have just over 24 hours, I want to say. Yeah, of course it is. Um, it, uh, God, maths has escaped me. It's 24 hours at five o'clock. So the doors will close on Tuesday, the 1st of February at 5 p.m. God, doesn't it say something that that has escaped my brain? Like, it has just been so intense and such a push uh, to just tell as many people as I can and reach as many people as I can um, about the programme that I put together because I genuinely think that it helps people um, and you know I've had people that have gone through it that it has genuinely helped and I think today before I jump into the episode which we're talking about loyalty and how to kind of generate that and inject that into your business um, I just wanted to touch on the fact that there is there's almost like this negativity around talking about money and one of the biggest and best case studies that have come out of tea has been d from the little sensory box and hers was i'm not gonna lie to you it was all about money she in the last year we we kind of had a bit of a catch-up a couple of weeks ago um and it was just over i think it was a year and about two days or three days and she had made twenty four thousand pounds in addition to her normal kind of revenue and her normal marketing stuff um, based on something that she implemented from tea and that was great um, and it was only one of the things but it was just it's just kind of nice for me personally to see a genuine this is what I taught this is what she implemented this is the impact of it and in a monetary value and I think we're so caught up in this especially as women especially women in business and especially women in small businesses who are running our own show we're caught up in this this fact of it it's not cool to talk about money and it's it's a very british thing isn't it i think we can all agree on that um we don't like talking about money and yet personally um i mean if you listen to any of these then you'll probably have guessed this by now i don't personally give a crap i think we should be more open and more transparent about money um, and about the things that we, we don't particularly like talking about, because I think they're probably the things that we should be talking about. But anyway, ramble over. Um, yeah, you've got about a day to sign up to tea if you would like to. I am going to do an episode next week uh, about the experiences of doing the launch th- for the third time um, and give you a real insight into it. And I think it'll be quite eye-opening for some people. But if tea is something that you think you would like to get involved with, it's a specific six-week program that has been developed for product-based businesses to be able to plot their customer journey in a repeatable way so you know where your next sale is coming from. You know how to drive that next sale. You know... And, you know, you've got processes and systems set up in place that are going to drive that next sale without you having to consistently show up on Instagram 24 hours a day uh, and bust your balls and feel like you're on the, the bridge of burnout, if you like, because none of us want that and yet we all kind of feel it a little bit. So 
Sales bitch over, ramble and ran over. Let's talk about the insight to week six of the e-commerce accelerator. Uh, It's where we focus on what I call loyalty. Now, if you were to Google the marketing funnel, um, there are so many kind of abbreviations, so many many things that you could go and search for and you would find the same things. Um, And a lot of people will call it advocacy. And it's essentially down to the fact that there is, there's been a lot of research and a lot of studies that have concluded that it's about five times more expensive to acquire a new customer. So all that awareness stuff we did a couple of days ago, it's five times more expensive to do that than it is to get somebody to come back and buy from you again. Because essentially all the stuff that we've talked about over the last kind of five episodes, uh, especially around episode three in this mini-series, the awareness, the interest and the decision. Um, So that would be last Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. um, Is all around kind of things like touch points and getting people to know, like, and trust you and all of that kind of stuff. So you've already done that hard work. So going on the premise that it's easier to convince somebody again or to get somebody who has already kind of trusted you a little bit maybe they've you know they've placed an order for something of smaller value like your lowest price product um and you're now in the process of trying to convince them in a way that your higher price product is for them that it would suit their life it would benefit their life all of that kind of stuff um and that's that's essentially all loyalty is if it's five times more expensive and let's let's just kind of digress into that a little bit i think quickly really really quickly it's five times more expensive in terms of if you're investing in any form of awareness whether you're running google ads facebook ads twitter ads linkedin ads linkedin ads i'll stick my teeth back in today um if you're if you've invested in a ESP in an email marketing service platform, Mailchimp, MailerLite, whatever it is, um, but even down to the fact of, and I think this is where a lot of small business owners forget or don't kind of take it into consideration. Your time costs money. I have done public speaking engagements at conferences where I've sat down one-to-one with people afterwards to answer any questions they have and nine times out of ten the things we come across are the fact that people undervalue their time and in the mundane boring quote-unquote boring stuff that we just kind of feel like we have to do which isn't factually incorrect but it doesn't mean you should be doing that shit for free well, if you spend 20 minutes driving to the post office to post the order and 20 minutes back, that's that's 40 minutes out of your day that you're not making, that you're not marketing, that you're not producing, that you're not packing orders. That time costs money. If you're spending two hours a day creating content for Instagram... That time costs money. All of those things need to be factored in to your prices. And so when I say it costs five times the amount to an acquire a customer, it's 
all of it in its entirety. It's not just the fact that you put 100 quid on Facebook ads, it's all of it. If you didn't spend two hours making that content for Instagram, but you spent that two hours trying to set up some form of automation, whether that be email or anything outside of that, that communicated with a previous customer and actually resulted in continuous reoccurring sales from the same customers, surely that's just easier as well. So a couple of ways, I just wanted to give some really, really quick I've said this in all six of these, like, are they going to be really quick? I think they've been like 20 to 25 minutes. Um, Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, So a couple of ways that you can kind of inject loyalty into your business, into your brand and get people repeat buying. So obviously you have to think of it from a business sense. I'm going to always try and stick to my own lane. Within tea, we kind of talk and we'll, we'll bat ideas around about products specifically, Um, whether that be product development or any of that kind of stuff Um, in terms of you have to have a product range that you can resell if you sell a product that somebody only ever needs to buy once you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot so from a business perspective think outside the box think a little bit bigger kind of take a step back and think about how or what types of products or services you could offer that would incorporate that how can you upsell somebody how can you cross sell somebody that kind of thing but in terms of the products that you already have and not thinking about that stuff how can you generate or how can you um inject a bit of loyalty into your brand so one in one of the previous episodes if you haven't listened to them go back and listen to them uh, i mentioned the fact that a lot of the time as consumers we like to think that we're part of something bigger which we do. So, and that kind of comes back down to your market research. What do we care about? Uh, what do your customers care about? What do your potential target audience care about? Is it saving the planet? Is it homelessness? Is it, uh, insert one option of a billion other things in this space here. You have to get really kind of nitty gritty as to what they care about. So when we think we're part of something bigger, we're more likely to buy into it. And not only buy into it, but then share it with other people. So we know, we all know, that word of mouth marketing is probably the most legitimate and the most... God, words have lost me today. I've completely lost them. (laughs) It's the most legitimate and easiest way to get repeat custom. So if my mum says to me, have you seen this thing, you should go buy it, I'm probably more likely to listen to her than some random or on the internet. But in the same kind of sentence, I'm more likely to, to listen to some stranger on the internet than I am to listen to the business owner who's trying to sell me the thing because they're going to make a profit and it's gonna go in their pocket. So it's kind of a bit of a hierarchy, but word of mouth marketing works. We all listen to our friends, our family um, and our acquaintances, if you like, for recommendations because we're kind of herd animals at the fundamental levels of human beings. So thinking about ways that we can drive that loyalty when we think we're part of something bigger, things like um, referral programs. You know, if somebody buys from you, can you set up a referral program that says 
save 10% on your next order and give your friend 10% on the next order. That way you're encouraging people to do exactly that. You're encouraging them. Goodness, stick my teeth back in. You're encouraging them to not only share it with their friends, but giving them an incentive to do so. Um, In a kind of similar fashion, but kind of not, there's a uh, abbreviation UGC. You might have seen it on my Instagram profile a couple of times before. If you follow me, if you don't, go do that. I'm at Lomaskilla UK. Um, <laughs> Spot little plug. Uh, it stands for user-generated content. So there are some brands that are literally built on user-generated content. And all that means is getting your customers to create your content for you. So rather than you spending two hours, three hours, four hours, six hours, 10 hours a week creating content for Instagram, you simply share the content that your customers share for you. So not only are they sharing it with their network of people, with their friends and their family and their acquaintances, and it's kind of acting as a word of mouth piece of marketing, you're also then using that to market your own business. So it's kind of a double whammy. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's 2022, we have to remind ourselves that, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get too touchy. We're generally lazy people and we want things for free and we want it now and we're impatient and all of that kind of stuff. Not to put a Debbie down on things, but when it comes to things like user-generated content, it might be a good idea to offer some form as it of incentive so historically good ways to kind of generate user-generated content is things like creating your own branded hashtag and if you're a certain type of brand there is an element of what's the word clout I suppose there's an element of status if that brand shares your thing so let's say I went and bought some Nike trainers if I took a picture and tagged them not only is that does that become a piece of user generated content for them which if they asked for my permission for they would be able to use within their own marketing hence user generated content so I'm kind of doing the work for them not only does it do that but in return for me if they were to post that on their own profiles their own instagram feed whatever it is there's a certain level of status because i've just been regrammed by nike do you see what i mean so you very much have to take into account your audience what they need what they desire it could be that you know for anybody that uses your own branded hashtag they could be entered into a draw to win x amount of vouchers to spend with you or something of relevance of something of value to them so that's kind of the first point around driving some kind of loyalty then the second thing I've written down is birthday treats and it's only because I think I really missed it this year (laughs) and I think I missed it last year I can't remember if I got it last year uh has anybody ever eaten at have you eaten at pizza express do you remember that place I think they've got I swear they've gone bust um but every so when you signed up to their emails they would always ask you for your email address because obviously they want to market to you but they would also ask you for your birthday 
and I always I will never forget it so my birthday is in the middle of January and um (laughs) I would always get an email just after New Year's telling me that I could go to any Pizza Express and claim a bottle of Prosecco with my dinner for my birthday just to say happy birthday so of course that's clever because they're offering me all right let's not let's not get nitpicky and try and call me out as an alcoholic here but they're offering something to me that I would appreciate that I value in a roundabout way I promise I'm not an alcoholic just enjoy a glass of fizz um but they're offering something of value to me that's not to say that everybody that they offer it to is going to work but I'm gonna make the assumption not knowing details but they probably sent the same offer to everybody regardless of they probably hadn't factored in whether people drank or didn't drink, that kind of thing. Um, but of course, that was the caveat of, I could claim that bottle, but I can't walk into a Pizza Express and just claim the bottle and walk out. I've got to have it with dinner. So by claiming that bottle, they know they're going to be making some form of money with, from me because I will be having dinner. So given that it's my birthday, let's think about um, societal norms and logic I suppose it's highly unlikely touch wood that I am going to take myself to Pizza Express on my own I'd like to think I wouldn't who knows nowadays (laughs) and go for a birthday dinner on my own so they know they're going to make their money on me somehow because yes I'm going to claim a bottle of Prosecco that's what we call kind of a lost leader so they're probably going to lose some form of money from it but they might might make money on the pizza that I order and then the ice cream or the whatever I order afterwards and maybe the starter as well but it's unlikely that I'll go on my own we'd like to think so not only are they going to make money from that they're going to make money from the booking in its entirety because I'm either going to take a friend or I'm going to go for a family meal so there's going to be all of a sudden it's gone from one person and losing out on the profits of a bottle of Prosecco to 10 people and losing out on the the profits of one bottle of Prosecco because one bottle is going to lead to two yada 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 so thinking about ways that you can uh almost reward your customers in a way that works with them so let's say for example that you run a baby business of some kind maybe think about ways that you could incorporate the baby's birthday thinking about the longevity of your products if you only offer products that kind of work for the first year of their their life then maybe it doesn't work as much but if you offered products from birth to six years one of your things during sign up during that customer journey could be the fact of asking for the child's birthday and then on that birthday setting up some form of automation probably likely through email that says happy birthday to insert child's name here um have a discount have this have that and it just adds a level of personal touch i suppose which we care about. We all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. And it just feels a little bit more personal. I genuinely, I don't think there was one year that I didn't claim that bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> Apart from this year, because I think they've gone bust. And I'm pretty sure they weren't around last year. Might need to check that. Um But apart from that, it was, you know, it gave me an excuse, if nothing else. It gave me an excuse to 
invite that friend that I haven't seen for six months to go to Pizza Express and go and claim that that bottle of Prosecco and have a night out with them. So just adding that level of, you know, personal touch will always kind of create that loyalty as well. Um, And then last but not least, just another thing I thought I'd share would be to reward your VIP customers. You're always going to get those kind of customers that show up month after month after month after month and they spend a lot of money with you and that's great. And building that relationship with a particular person or set of people if you then kind of start rewarding them think about things like um like loyalty programs i suppose uh, the one that comes to mind is something like a coffee shop so uh god big big coffee branches costa <laughs> i'm not a coffee drinker if you can't tell <laughs> costa i'm pretty sure one of them i'm pretty sure it's costa used to kind of offer a buy 10 hot drinks and get your 11th for free uh i many people don't know this if they don't know me i'm also a trained lash technician so uh i had a bit of a midlife crisis a couple of years ago and decided i didn't want to work at a desk anymore that didn't really pan out and um decided to train as a lash tech and loved it my back did not um but i absolutely loved it but one of the fundamental processes within that type of industry to get reoccurring customers is to offer some kind of loyalty scheme in that you know pay for five sets of lashes and get your sixth one half price whatever it is you have to work out what that looks like for your business I can't tell you that I don't know who you are I don't know specifics right now um but thinking about ways in which you can reward your reoccurring customers your vip customers let's say you know you sell something or you sell 10 different products and they're all 20 quid each is there a way that you could reward somebody who has spent 500 pounds with you in the last three months because that would be extreme that would be nice and nuts and you would kind of think well actually if i reward this person it's probably going to entice them or encourage them to share some user-generated content or to tell somebody else that they know, oh my god, like I spent this amount of money and this is what they've given me. How incredible is that? It's it's just that personal touch. And so that was just kind of three things that I wanted to share to give you an insight into the sixth week, the final week of the e-commerce accelerator. Um, obviously we cover a shed ton more than that but I just thought I'd keep I mean I said I'd keep it short and sweet but I don't think I have have I (laughs) um as always and yeah I hope that kind of gives you some form of ideas but creating some form of loyalty in order to be able to get people to come back and buy from you repeatedly um if you can do it on automation that's even better um but it just makes business sense. It costs you so much less money, so much less time, so much less energy and resource to do that than it does to continuously trying to get new people in. So thinking about ways that you can do that is imperative, I personally believe, which is why it features in the e-commerce accelerator. So yeah, that's it. God, six episodes, six days. I am knackered, not gonna lie. And tea's not even started yet. (laughs) 
but it's been absolutely amazing. I think uh, I, I genuinely hope you found something of value in the last six episodes and it, in every episode that I do, frankly. Um, if you have, let me know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. I've said it time and time before. It's it's really difficult when you host a podcast because you can see numbers. I can see how many people are watching from or listening. Sorry, should I say from the UK or from Bulgaria or the states or wherever it is, and that's great and it's fascinating. But I don't know who you are, and so I don't know if these episodes are resonating, if they're helping. But I think from the last kind of five episodes I've had such wonderful feedback about um the fact of the the no <laughs> the no bullshit advice and telling you how it is and all that kind of stuff and I just want to keep doing that really um but yeah if tea is something that you think will help you or benefit you then please 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 feel free to come and join us the doors close Tuesday the 1st of February at 5 p.m uh, which just gives me some time to then kind of onboard you, get you welcomed into the group, into the Slack channel, and get everything started. And I'm so excited to get back to live workshops. Nothing gives me more of a thrill, I don't think. Um, so yeah, and then I think next week I'll do a bit of a roundup of the launch itself. Um, and just a bit of an insight, really, into my personal I don't know the words have escaped me today what's happening personal emotions and kind of initial reactions to it all um because I don't I don't know if it would shock some people but I don't think a lot of people are transparent about that kind of stuff so if you join then I will be thrilled to see you at our first live lesson next week cannot wait cannot wait to get stuck in um and if you don't and if it's not for you no hard feelings i hope these have helped regardless please come and let me know do me one favor and just let me know uh let me know something or a question that you have come and join in the conversation on instagram i'm always on instagram a little bit too much to be honest and yeah ramble over tomorrow's episode is uh february's installment of tough love tuesday so don't miss that because me and leanne just like to talk crap a lot of the time don't we but uh, i know they're very well received as well so until next time pals over and out peace bye bye